Welcome to the Stardom Fan Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Juno. And today we are going to talk Utami Hayashishida. We are going to do a like a meet the wrestler type series or just talk about wrestlers or everything we know about them. Yeah, I mean, this is this is going to be awesome because why not take a sort of a, a deep dive on, on all our favorites, right? And who better to start with than, you know, the Red Queen herself, Utami. We, um... <laughs> and we're filming on her, or recording this on her debut in Japan, and I'm putting the pressure on you to edit it and have it out tomorrow for her debut if we were in America anniversary. <laughs> it might be up by midnight. <laughs> we'll see. All right, I'm going to start this off the way any podcast should start, um, with the Book of Knowledge. Wikipedia, that is. Utami Hayashishida is a Japanese professional wrestler currently signed to Wonder Ring Stardom. Since making her debut on August 12th, 2018, she became a one-time World of Stardom champion, a two-time Goddess of Stardom champion, one-time Artist champion, one-time Future champion, while also having won Goddesses of Stardom tag leagues, trios tournaments. She has done it all. But before that, we can start from the beginning. Before there was a Red Queen, there was the shy young girl, Utami Hayashishida, born September 14th, 1998. It's almost my birthday. <laughs> it is almost your birthday. Oh my god, you and your girlfriend have so much in common. Yeah, well, yeah, we were born like seven, she was like born like eight days before me, so that's how I know I'm into older women. <laughs> I don't know if we'll do this for every one of the dives, but I actually found her sort of her early childhood, early life. <laughs> um, interesting. The reality show that Utami and her family was on from 2006 to 2013. Um, it was called Sukai Big Daddy, which basically means like exciting Big Daddy or what a thrill. Um, I, I saw some things. Uh, um, translated as the, wait, it's about the dad well he's sort of I guess the star the star and then I think there was a, a breakup if you search it's funny because if you search his name which is Kiyoshi Hayashishida only a couple uh, Utami comes up because she's famous now um, I think there's like a Miyoka or something like that because she was in another movie and I think um, the Yoshimi Hayashishida, um, Tommy's mom and his ex-wife, which I couldn't really iron out when the ex happened. And this is what was actually fascinating is it might be something in Japanese culture, but if I could probably go on the internet right now and find everything about your family, all your siblings, who's married to who, when they were born, and all the dirt, right? Just on accident. I am deep in nothing. There is nothing on this show. You can't even get a full list of cast. No, I'm sure yeah, we'll be correcting comments, looking... especially when this gets on the YouTube to a couple of the real super fans out there. But <laughs> yeah, I've saw some people. Like, I tried doing some digging, like other people have too, like on Reddit. There are people who are like looking into the show and they're like, "How successful was this show?" And like the way they would do it, and maybe you know more. Is it's not just like a a regular like a reality show in America where they have seasons like they would, you know, because 
it would actually show interesting stuff apparently so you're not going to get that overnight though it's not like american reality shows where they just write fake storylines they're like well if nothing happens when they're on summer vacation i guess then we'll have to wait to record you know four months while they're at school yeah well that's pretty close to right is um well tommy said in an interview that since she was eight there's always been just cameramen in the house and it just seemed normal so She's recording 24 7 basically they had like a, a lower part of the house or whatever that was like camera free uh that's cool. yeah so they could get away if they needed to but that's basically like that's fascinating what it was. though like just a not like when you say reality show and it's like actually reality like we're just gonna film you and just show the interesting stuff yeah and that's what goes to what you were saying it's not like it wasn't episodic like weekly it's not like and, tommy's sister stole her shirt and like whoa, whoa, whoa. you know fake, like do that again no like if we didn't catch it on camera oh well no this was a a seven year show with only 20 episodes Granted, some of the episodes were a couple hours long, but it goes to what you said. We're going to fill, like, how mundane is a normal person's life? So to fill out, if, they, if they're going to run an hour and a half to two hour show, because they were more like specials, it's like, you can't just, like you said, you can't just do, well, they're going to school now. So you have to take all this stuff. And, you know, back in 2006, it wasn't quite as easy to cut videos as you could on your iPhone today, right? <laughs> so it took tons of time to get in to go through everything to find out like what was exciting what's it called yeah yakai um sukai t-s-u-k-i-a-i sukai big daddy yeah yeah because she they start them or they used to i wish they'd bring it back they would do like the Halloween, they would do a show on Halloween every year, and you know, they would do like costumes or they dress as each other. And one of the times they were doing like a battle royal, and Utami wasn't in it, but she, oh, she wasn't in it because she was uh dressed up as her dad, Big Daddy. And you know, like, they're they, she, Big Daddy can't wrestle women, so she was oh, just on the outside. That's so funny. <laughs> Let me, and here's what's sort of funny about it is uh. I'll, I have, uh, it's it's only fair, I, I have a few credits of, of things, and uh, one of the things that I fell down the, the big daddy rabbit hole was, um, anyone interested, I'll, I'll have links in show notes too, and, but that's probably where you saw some of this stuff. Um, it was actually a Reddit thread <laughs> on Stardom Joshi, uh, r-stardom Joshi, is that how Reddit works? And the article is from 2019 by a user called, of all things, Pud Puddle. So, <laughs> it had the most in-depth article on uh, Big Daddy that was on the internet. So, my hat's off to you. And with that being said, he broke uh, down uh, that, like, it was basically a household name, this show. Like, it didn't seem to make a lot, but it was on enough. And when it was on, it was on primetime. And you know, so like it was, it was almost like one of those shows that's it's just good enough to keep around. And it's um like if well, making fun do... of something is the best form of flattery. Like their version of Saturday Night Live, like even made fun of it before. <laughs> so that's like great. it was definitely in their pop culture. So her dressing up as her dad is actually pretty funny because that means like you know people would have known who who he was. And he's definitely a character, as we saw when we watched the first match. And it was more funny that she's like, oh, wait, I can't wrestle. Like, they're not... <laughs> like, <laughs> that's not cool. 
<laughs> that is funny though. Yeah. Um, and then we were warmed up for this podcast by watching her debut match and uh, her whole family's out there ready to give her like flowers and stuff. And you're like, you don't even need to point out who, like, you can see why uh, the show's named after Big Daddy. It's like, you don't even need to point him out. He's like the Japanese Kevin Smith. <laughs> the way he dresses, he looks like a Ninja Turtle. I was gonna say, I thought he dressed like a Bart Simpson. It's his bright ass green. <laughs> he didn't have everything, but but you, but you know, yeah, he's definitely a cartoon character in himself. And yeah. it's funny because when Utami, it made national news that Utami Hayashishido is going to become a wrestler, the third daughter of the Big Daddy show. Who in the show? I mean, she was basically. You know, just one of the kids. Oh. Like she was shy. She didn't really, you know, she wasn't a house. She herself wasn't a household name. So naysayers thought this was a publicity stunt. So now we're watching the first match. And I'm like, why would they think that this Utami? I mean, this is gonna be great. Before Utami's in the ring, the entire family, or like her legit family slash Big Daddy cast, is in the ring waiting to greet her, do a photo op, and hand her flowers. No wonder they thought it was publicity. I found <laughs> right? this. Tell me, Big Daddy, Kiyoshi Hayashishida, to make porn debut. That's yeah, that's on his site. That's another thing I fell through. Uh, big, he still has a YouTube through Nippon Investment Academy on YouTube. Um, big, but he has a whole bunch of things through his Big Daddy. Where, up until I think a couple years ago. <laughs> big Daddy brand. Of, <laughs> yeah he basically like he's still going for it he's still how many kids apparently... do you have now <laughs> still racking up the high score i think that was scrubbed from the internet but he's um yeah they brought back the family um to sort of do weird things i don't know i watched uh utami put together a bento for like three hours the other night i don't know why he did that because <laughs> it's just a normal family <laughs> It's it's fascinating. That's not just like a BS reality show. I always hated those shows where it's like, yeah, they're entertaining because they're fake, but like, I could just watch a movie. <laughs> I appreciate just the yeah. We're just gonna film this family and see what they do. Yeah, I just watched Utami uh, cook chicken for an hour. Who wouldn't do that? She goes from so this is 2013. So she goes from being on that show, which is like. For high school years, yeah, no, well, pre, that's middle school. I don't know how high school works in Japan. It'd be like middle school years. Well, this is why I thought it was fun to start with her like childhood because it sort of goes to her personality, and you follow a lot of her behind the scenes stuff. And it's funny because you were called called it out a long time ago. Like, I think she's like really shy. <laughs> when she comes out in the ring, she's royal, she's confident, and then you watch a lot of the, um social media and she comes around as shyer and apparently she was and which is fun going back to her childhood or fun to, to read about um is that it was true and finishing up with big daddy and i mean this is how school treated her so I, I found a lot of this is from an interview and uh the interview is uh it's actually from the site uh sportiva it's like a japanese uh companies it's like it looked like their espn I mean, they're, they're, that site is super cool, and Google Translate um, helps out to help me read it as we're still learning Japanese. But there's an article written a few years ago. Um, a few years ago, I'll have a link to that in the show notes. 
Um, but it's basically, you know, an interview with Utami, you know, starting off on wrestling and, you know, trying to transition from being known as the kid from Big Daddy to your own person. And it, during this interview, she talked a little bit about her childhood. And uh, let me look at the notes here. Basically, like uh, through elementary school, you know, kids will be kids. But uh, yeah, once she got sort of to the junior high uh, or junior level, I, I think their grades are, are, are slightly different than ours. Uh, but here's an actual quote. I thought they were my friends, but it turns out they came up to me just so the other kids could say, I'm friends with Big Daddy's daughter. And, that we're just, <laughs> and then, unfortunately, her next quote was, uh, school was not fun. I became shy. And actually, this one actually almost sounded a bit sadder, whereas there was another reason why I became shy. I love my family, but there were a lot of kids in my house who were, sm <laughs> who were smarter and more charming than me. So when I thought I had nothing, I couldn't really talk to people. There, there were a lot of comparisons. So basically, instead of trying to compete with like her family to try for TV time, she just sort of shut down. Uh -huh. You know, <laughs> remember that I should, we should try to find it. That would be funny. But remember that article after, um, uh, she had a little interview after, uh, at, near the beginning of the year, probably in January, um, after she lost the belt to Shuri, where she, uh, sort of, it almost sounded almost too real where she was like, man, I, I hope I was the champion you know, everyone compared me to Mayu, but I don't feel like I lived up to it. And I'm like, man, I hope this girl doesn't have any, uh, you know, <laughs> she's like that. If anything, she she should have more self esteem than anyone in the locker room. Yeah, this is about like her like whole career or is stuck on this TV show. Well, I just I find it like, fast. Like well, it says yeah, this well, thing here says for yeah, 2006 to 2013. It's I mean, it's seven years of her life, which is over a, or over a third of it. <laughs> when you think in like reality show, it says it's been broadcast a total of 31 times as a large family special. So that's like variant. Yeah. So that's almost like a, almost like a TV special. Like, you know, you have a, like a holidays, it's like you watch like whatever movie you watch is your like holiday movie. Like, Oh, here's the big daddy show is airing this week. That's yeah, it definitely like appointment TV. You think of it that way. It's like, I could see that being like, like what you're saying, like people aren't watching it. And big numbers when it's but like when it's on, people are just like, "Hey, well, I'll watch the Big Dad." Everyone knows the Big Daddy show, and it's one of those things where you know, for seven years there was three of them. So if they, even if they did it quarterly, you know, it's like, "Hey, remember that Big Daddy? It's on again like tomorrow." Eh, let's watch <laughs> it, and they put it in prime time. You know, it's almost like putting comic book men after The Walking Dead. Of course, it's going to have a million viewers. Yeah, <laughs> does, that, so... does, does that comparison play in twenty twenty two? Doesn't even play with me. Oh, Comic Book Man was Kevin Smith's uh, secret stash show. I try to. It's actually pretty that. good. You should uh, you should watch it. There was a lot <laughs> to say about um, Big it's Daddy, but movie. I spent two days talking about it, or two days reading about it. And uh, you know what would be nice in chat was uh, if um, there's a super fan out there that probably has all the episodes. The comments. Yeah, wherever leave a comment the... wherever you can. Uh, reach out to us at stardommark at gmail.com. Tell us how to watch at least one of these original shows because I couldn't find them anywhere. You want to start, uh, leave this, uh, get to her sort of 
later years, me, junior high, teenage years, oh, and sort of see how yeah. she got into wrestling? Yeah, because yeah, cause I, I was about to jump into wrestling, and you're like, oh, no, this is the Big Daddy show. That's just ended like she's like in middle school. Yeah, so uh, that and ends. Uh, life in high school, with... she's growing up. So, okay, that makes sense because you were talking about like junior years. So it's like after the show like stopped being on the air. Actually, sure they probably still run it. But after it stopped being on the air, she's going to high school and everyone's like, let's just be friends with the big daddy's daughter. That is fascinating. That entire family came out. Everyone in Cork and Hall knew who they were for her first match. Yo, they were... You guys need to check out her first match for Jungle Keon at her debut, and they are going crazy for Utami. Yeah, like, they've always known who she was. They always know who Big Daddy was. And now that we say, like, after saying the dates, Utami's first match was in 2018, and that was five years after this show has ended. But then I mean, again, if I, it sounds like it ran like through syndication. Syndication is like Seinfeld does, just never nonstop. <laughs> I mean, this is a weird comparison, but I don't watch any of those reality shows. How if Macaulay Culkin, like you know, everyone loves the Home Alones and Richie Rich. If he just decided, hey, I haven't seen him in five years. What? He's a wrestler now. Like I would go insane if I was at that rest of that show too. <laughs> yeah, you gotta tell me about. Yeah, it seems more interesting too. Which I she's like. At, they do like prefectures there, I think. But, like, would be like a, a state. If it was America. She was like number two in judo in the whole prefecture. Well, with that being said, would you be surprised to know that she didn't even like professional wrestling? Um, or, that seems to be like how every grade starts, right? Like, I didn't even like wrestling, and then I saw this one person, and the one person she saw. Yeah, what would <laughs> make her- you not? Like, re- like watch wrestling and then want to get into it. Her entire family. Can I guess it. Sister, uh, I yeah, I know who it is. Uh, you would, and he actually was an ECW he. star in WWE ECW. star. Ah, oh, really? So was the guy wrestling? You know, what does she know him from Japan? Your time in Japan. The first time. Well, her sisters always followed him in WWE. And tried to Blue get Utami to watch. <laughs> Almost. And Utami was like, I don't want to watch just a couple guys punching each other. She actually found it boring until she watched the homecoming match of Yoshihiro Tajiri. He was the guy that did like this little spider move over the over the ropes. And uh, he was one of the original guys that that I remember growing up doing like the blue or doing the like mist to the face thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's so probably she... the story behind that too. They always inherit their moves from somebody. Yeah, yeah. So she watches that and she's like, "Oh, yeah, it's a jury. This is what wrestling oh. can be." <laughs> that's an interesting. I mean, it's not a bad. It's. <laughs> I assume it's like you know, it's like the, you say WWE, and I'm like, because I'm you know, I mean, every company only pushes their top guys, so I'm sure in whatever company, other company she watched them, then he's probably really good. Yeah, so he comes back, and I think it was probably all Japan is what he came back to. I I actually wrote a shit ton of notes for that, too, and I'm like, this is Utami. But, like, I just kept going, like, <laughs> down. It was almost like a family tree. I was like, no, let me go find out everything I know about Tajiri. Like, I to the <laughs> point where I even um, nailed down what show I think she saw, <laughs> judging by dates. But we don't need to go to any of that. Yeah, he... Uh, she watched Tajiri. She's like, oh, this is what wrestling can be. That guy's cool. And it also would, uh, you'd probably 
if she was a fan, so she likes the bad guys. She starts watching New Japan. Who does she start falling in love with next? Tai Chi. Oh, Tai Chi might be too young. A little bit older. Uh, Murder Grandpa? A lot younger. (laughs) (laughs) A bad guy. I don't know. Tetsuyo Naito. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. So it's cool. So she, it's fun because uh, she has a type, right? She's sort of, she's a fan of the cool bad guys. And then um, watching, she starts watching stardom and, or she's, you know, she starts doing her own research. She's like, I like wrestling now. So she's going to watch this and she watches uh, new Japan. And she's like, Oh, this night cool. She's like, Oh, let me watch the girls. She puts on stardom and she sees EO. Now EO's, she sees EO flying off the rope. She's like, Wow, this is what women's wrestling can be, and that's what uh, makes her say, "I want to do this." She there's actually a quote um, of hers that says, "She was shining. I want to be like her. I chose stardom so I could fight her." <laughs> now it's funny because you said uh, brought up the her her judo. Queen? What's that? The original queen. The original queen. EO started it all. <laughs> Thank you, EO. We have uh yeah judo yeah yeah you brought that up and yeah she was she was a, a black belt and her it was it was a family thing her her dad uh did black belt and or uh, black belt did judo she was a black belt in judo um her dad basically made the kids do it and she went to it as a chore however <laughs> once as I guess you do once you get the wrestling bug and you like watch it on TV now you're like doing the shit where kids do or you know, teenagers do, and you start beating up on friends and family and sisters. She says, judo became more fun after being a wrestling fan. So she basically <laughs> just started, like, continuing her judo training while assuming, how can I turn this into wrestling? <laughs> There's a little bit before she hits stardom. I wanted to hop, I, I didn't want to do this too much, but I, I got the, the tab open for, uh, uh, a lot of the research was through stardom proper, like the stuff they put up, uh, the stardom.com, and then you know, uh, stuff like that, because uh, facts are facts. They have this line under the history of Utami where it says, Utami, after graduating from high school, she worked at a restaurant to pay for her sister's school fees. With her younger sister's graduating, she hits the gates of stardom in March of 2018. Yeah, that- I did. Well, is there anything before that you want to talk about? Because that I did know. Well, it, it it sort of goes into that, but I'll, I'll get the intro and then I'll I'll lead I'll lead you right into it because I'm like that's fascinating and why would that have to be put on here? Because it actually sort of goes deeper where she wanted to become, and you can actually see like right now how young the girls are training. I mean, she didn't start training till she was 17. Girls are training much younger. And and have for a very long time in stardom. She wanted to become a wrestler right after junior high school, and um, but her dad said no. Uh, high school, you have to graduate high school. But after high school, she moved to Tokyo to pay for her younger sisters because basically it was another family tradition. I don't know if it's a, a Japanese type thing or if it was just like a Hayashishita thing, but it was family tradition for the older siblings to help pay for the younger. So she basically worked at a restaurant until like the rest of her sisters graduated before she could bounce. Right? Is that is that what you gather? 
Yeah. She's like, once I paid for my sister's school, and then I assume she's like, writes, writes the check, and then walks up to the boss, takes off the aprons, or thank you, fuck you, bye. I'm going to go be a wrestler now. <laughs> According to the article on uh, that Sportivia uh, Japan site, uh, where that's basically a quote from her. And yeah. Um, I quote, nailed it. I, that was the quote. That, yeah, that's pretty funny, dude, because basically, well, she, I don't know that she said thank you, fuck you, bye. She didn't say thank you. She did say thank you. So, <laughs> I, oh, I'm assuming, of course she said thank you. She well, said, the fuck you wasn't uh, I think that's, right? <laughs> yeah, she probably, she has more manners than that. She's a lady that F, the fuck you is like implied. <laughs> so a year after graduation, like a year after her graduation, so she like graduated and she couldn't start the wrestling right away. Apparently, they graduate younger too. Oh, we gotta have to do a deep dive on Japanese schools. But she basically worked for the restaurant for a year, like between her graduation and uh, her sisters, which apparently I believe were twins. And now it's starting to make sense. Um, <laughs> this is a year after graduation. On the day her sisters graduated, she quit her job and applied to stardom, and. Quote, I told the manager that I was quitting because I wanted to become a professional wrestler. <laughs> Dude, could you could you imagine? Like, think of any shitty job. Like, the restaurants. I, I don't know. We worked in fast food, right? So you're 17. You just finished cleaning the fryers. And you're like, you know what, boss? I quit. And you're going to see me on TV. <laughs> what does that guy say? <laughs> just laugh at you. Oh, uh, could you imagine? She probably knows her from TV already. Oh, <laughs> oh it could be. Yeah, well, that's well. You, you said that, and that's what I, I found weird. I was like, where did all... Well, Apparently, this didn't make TV money, because she also had a quote saying, yeah, we were poor, so we basically did what we had to do. I was like, "You what? <laughs> but I guess, like, TV money doesn't matter if you have 45 kids in the house, right? <laughs> so we can just yeah, keep up the think... number every time we talk about it <laughs> yeah do you understand how many pairs of shoes you have to buy each year oh you know, my family one six kids Pass it down. <laughs> my family with six kids was was ta- was was get taken out the cole's credit card <laughs> double it all right according to the book of knowledge wikipedia as of the documentary, the or the reality show, it's a twelve-person family, so the two parents and ten kids is what I'm guessing. Oh. As of 2013, but you know this big daddy doesn't seem like the guy who's stopping anytime soon. He's got records, high scores to beat, like you said. Yeah, just keep racking it up. So she quits her job, then she goes up to the family and says, "Family." I'm going to be a professional wrestler. Everyone's excited. The family's excited. They're all fan- fans. But Big Daddy himself, he's actually worried. But he's not worried because his daughter's going to wrestle and get hurt. He says, Budu Tommy, you're shy. Don't you know you're going to be in front of a lot of people? <laughs> yeah, so she comes into her wrestling career yet? Yeah, that's about it. Um, She obviously so overcomes that is where we're going to see. Tell me but... about her early career actually more like just like year one because i hope you have dates for me because i started looking on stardom world and like 
you know, you can, if you guys have the subscription, you can, there's like a keyword thing so you can search by, you know, whoever you want. Yeah. The, uh, the first year is fantastic. And we'll bullet point this starting off. Well, we already touched on like the fans thought it was a publicity stunt, and as we stunt, as we said earlier, we can understand why the first match was a clown show until the bell rang, and she proved. Have you ever seen anyone in their first match look as good as she did? Six yeah. months of training, okay, so maybe I don't know five. If we talked. We I mean we talked about that a little bit. Yeah, she came out, and literally the entire family is in the ring with like bouquets of flower, like basically. I thought it was a little ridiculous too. I'm like, wait, shouldn't she get the flowers after the match? Like. Like oh, either like congratulations you won, or you know you give it your best shot. Like you don't you don't hand out the flowers and congratulations. Like it was a before the match, it was a spectacle. And the yeah. bell rings in her first match in Jungle versus Jungle Kiona. Like she's a good wrestler, but you know you could if I didn't tell you which one was the rookie, like you wouldn't have been able to tell. No, no, and this was actually um yeah for anyone wanting to follow along, it was uh, at Corican Hall, um August twelfth, uh twenty eighteen. And just to back up just a little bit, we uh, touched on that she she wanted to become a woman's wrestler because of Io Shirai. When in March, when Utami started training, Io actually worked with her twice. And then Io left the WWE. The only quote from that was, she was strict, but hopefully someday I get to wrestle her. In July, Utami passes uh, their protest. That's sort of what they call it, right? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then, so basically, she passes the test. Boom. A week later, Kirk and Hall debut against Jungle Kiona. And yeah, you cannot tell. She, if we went back and watched that entire show, you could, if you said pick out the rookie, you would not say that Utami is, there's not an inch of green on her. Yeah. And her debut match, either she's like, leading that match or she's such a good rookie you couldn't tell that she's being told everything she's supposed to do <laughs> i don't uh, the moves i mean the moves stories, are pretty I, much the same like she's better obviously she's better now but like there's all the all the classics starts mm-hmm. off with the lockup she starts doing the thing where we're gonna run into each other and see who could who could take the most pain yeah, the submissions were great. The selling was great. Uh, the, I wish uh, she would bring back the uh, her like finishing move, which is a torture rack. She should bring that back. She has a quote from that match. After the match, she's quoted as saying, "I wasn't nervous." Now this is this is a girl that everyone thought was shy. I wasn't nervous at all, and I thought I can become the professional wrestler I've always dreamed of. When I saw the audience, I felt like I had become a professional wrestler, and that audience was loud. <laughs> like it was at Corkin Hall, and you know, so you know how Corkin is when you're not wearing masks uh, pre-COVID, right? Like the sound travels in that little building, and you know, you hear Utami, Yuda, Hayashida, you know, all the guys <laughs> chanting out their favorite person, Jungle. <laughs> oh yeah, there's some drunk guys in the building. <laughs> Watching the match is is great. Like it makes me almost want to watch every match I, I touch on here, but I mean, time's a thing, and uh, that's just how it works. Because no article that I read pointed this out. At the end of that match, which ended in a draw, Rossi gets on the mic and says, we have one extra spot open in the five-star GP. And I would like Utami Hayashida to fill that spot. The crowd actually goes crazy. They're like, fuck (laughs) yeah. And then Utami, yeah, huh. That's even from her first match. Like, you think, like, yeah, she, she looked like, 
a lot of the girls do when they debut. Like when she comes out, she looks like she wants to puke. But then like after the match, when she's like taking her bow and about to go back behind the curtain, she's like, "Yeah, I am the fucking woman." She like was feeling it. Yeah, well, they made such. I they made such. It was a cool trans. It was a cool transformation because like she literally looked like she was gonna throw up when she before the bell rang, and then she wrestles her match, and the crowd's going wild for her, and she's like looking at them, and she does a bow, and then she's like, (laughs) you just look on her face, just like, I am. This is it. I did it. This is it. This is this is no going back now. Maybe that was just like, uh, like taking all those shots to the face and getting dropped on her neck and she's like this is still less painful than working at a restaurant <laughs> i know she took a couple stiff ones from jungle too didn't she and for someone in their first match I, maybe that has to do with judo training but she just all right do you have the dates because when you look up like like i said the search feature and stardom and the literally it's like match after match after match she's just winning title after title after title yeah, uh, the next big thing is on September second. So like well, two sometimes, weeks. yeah, some yes, yeah. So I mean, the five star happens. You're right. So September, depending on how how the five star went, it definitely wasn't nearly as long as this year's is, which is like four months. Um, but in September, we have the five star that she's brought into, and she actually wins the blue block, almost <laughs> wins the entire thing on her rookie but year. She runs into. <laughs> <laughs> the start of my god <laughs> god damn right in but she's not done yeah 2018 was my easier so sometimes <laughs> that happens so like you're watching football like sometimes you run into like the 07 pats <laughs> right um but she's not done yet she's like that was pretty cool you know second place my first year uh five-star gp she starts teaming up with momo of all things to join the stardom tag league yeah, I was and wondering. Is... I was wondering about that. You said like, "Oh, I want to get into wrestling because of EO." She's literally like shining in my eyes, and then she ends up being Queen's Quest. Yeah. So uh, the the funny part is, which made her uh, the original Lone Wolf, like our uh, goddess uh, Lady C. Before she, oh, then Lady C also joins Queen Quest through the entire tournament. <laughs> Bobo's Azumi. They, I mean, Momo and uh, Utami keep winning. And so, like, a Mom- Momo and Izumi after the matches are like, so do you want to join us yet? Do you want to join us yet? And Utami's like, nah, I'm cool just being by myself. But then eventually, the finals, <laughs> Momo and Utami win over fellow Queen's Quest members, Bay Priestley and Chardonnay. <laughs> so and at like, that point... Just- you know, yeah. you might as well just join. We're obviously like the best group. Yeah. So apparently, at that point, Utabi's like, not only, I'm obviously, you know, I'm gonna do this for you guys. I don't need it, but apparently, you need me. That's how I <laughs> took it, at least. <laughs> and then they end up winning. Her and Momo winning the goddesses tag belts. Not even much after winning the tournament, November twelfth, in a match versus. Jungle, Kiona, and Natsuka Tora. That's her first belt? Dude, she wins her first belt as a tag belt. Utami pins for the win the girl she drew against in her first match. How great is that? She pins Jungle to win her first belt in November. 
after she started training in March and debuted in August. <laughs> sick. And then what does she go on to win? Because there's some pretty sick pictures you can find every Tommy Ford. <laughs> well, that is actually like that all takes place in one week in January of uh, 2019. But I mean, there's no reason to oh. skip over the 2018 awards show where Utami wins Rookie of the Year by Tokyo Sports, Stardom's Rookie of the Year Award, and the Outstanding Performance Award. Oh, and not to mention the Best Tag Team with Momo Award. And the Momo Award. The Momo Award. Just... <laughs> it's funny the way I said that. The Best Tag Team Award with Momo. That's <laughs> just, just six months. That's she wins Wiki of the Year in six months. Dude, and I... uh. A little quote here, and I, the timeline is, is a little weird, but yeah, dude, right? Exactly. <laughs> All that happened. And then let me let me throw this at you. Quote, no matter how hard I try to get results, people still think of me as Big Daddy's third daughter rather than my actual ability. It's not that Big Daddy's name is a hindrance, but it's frustrating that people don't see me for who I really am. I didn't want to lose my name, so I practice more than anyone else. And cool. you know, I'm assuming she's she's Royal definitely transcended. And beautiful. So you brought up something about Utami four belts in January 2019. I mean, if 2018 her rookie half well, year wasn't good enough. Yeah, she well, yeah, her. So she wins in November, and then uh, I believe in December they did like a gauntlet match like off the rookie class, and Utami literally beats the entire rookie class. Oh, yeah, that's the gauntlet which sort of gave her the, like, they all fought for, like, the right to call themselves Rookie of the Year. And, yeah, that's all it was. She beat up on a couple 12-year-olds and became Rookie of the Year. And there's another there's another girl, Natsumi, not Natsupoi, but a girl named Natsumi. Oh. I don't hey. know if she still wrestles, but if it's all in the same night. Yeah, well, you know, it's a, yeah, she beats, that's like a funny piece of trivia. Hina and Hanan were in her class. I don't know about Rina. It's kind of funny. But she beats those two and this girl named Natsumi that I don't uh, know too much about. In the same night, in, uh, after the match, she's like, yeah, I am best of this rookie class. And I will be rookie of the year. This is, like, this is a big win for me. I just established myself as the best rookie. This is my third big win. After winning the tag league and being, I'm already the tag champ with Momo. She's like, you know what? What's next for Utami? I think I'll just go ahead and win all the belts. <laughs> what else can I say about Utami in 2018? Her ring gear, arguably her best ring gear, was her original gear. Be cool if she brought that gear back. It's also funny looking at a lot of these awards. You can go and, uh, even if you just use Wikipedia, there's all sorts of like newcomer awards from like legit like Tokyo Sports that she won. Just all around badass chick, and she did it in like five months. Now we're getting onto the second half of the big rookies year. Yeah, and quite frankly, I just looked at this. I I didn't think this hey, would can end I... up being a two two part episode, but it might. <laughs> there's a lot of Utami. Yeah, did she get screwed out of 2019 Rookie of the Year? To be Rookie of the Year again? I mean, if she can win Rookie of the Year in a five-month period, that's <laughs> even better seven months. Uh, well, it gets interesting, but let's talk about 
January 3rd, she wins the Future of Stardom belt, her first solo championship. By beating the great Starlight Kid. <laughs> yeah, that happened. Two weeks later, she challenges uh, Viper, who I know is Dewdrop, I guess, these days, <laughs> for both her Pro Wrestling Eve International Championship. It's basically some... And it's a w- weird little promotion, actually, but Pro Wrestling Eve is uh, based out of uh, the United Kingdom. and So she was averaging one championship a week? <laughs> basically. So Viper at this point has the Pro Wrestling Eve International and the Stardom SWA Championship. And they're both basically the, the same sort of belt. Like the Pro Wrestling Eve is internationals for like foreigners and the SWA is the same thing for foreigners. Utami on 114 beats Viper and wins both belts. And at this point, we have Utami four belts as she is also still champions with Momo. What's the fourth belt? SW, oh, the Eve. Yeah. yeah Utami four belts. Utami four belts as the Futures champion. Yeah, so she backed up her her words because I was when you were, I was vamping and you were gone. I was saying that after she beat, wins the gauntlet match and defeats like everyone in her rookie class in one night, she's like, "What's next for you, Tommy?" I think I'll just win every single belt in stardom. <laughs> At this point, like we're gonna jump ahead a little bit since yeah, Momo. What happens, like? What happens where it's not Utami five belts anymore and it probably goes down to like Utami no belts? Yeah, Utami, she ends up having, it ends up getting a little rough, rough stretch and it's not really her fault. She, from the time Momo and Utami win the belt, there is a six month stretch where Utami has no losses and doesn't get pinned until. Momo is the white belt champion and says, and we actually wants challenges Utami. Uh, Utami's on a roll and she's like, I, I want to show you that I'm the best. And, and Momo wins. I don't know if it's out of that or somewhere around there. Utami ends up with a hand injury and she is actually out from April until June. And during which time there's a quote, I was worried while I was out, I would be forgotten. She gets to fight in the 2019 uh, G1 or I'm, I did it again. Five star GP. The problem is she hurts her hand again and she's out again not to return. She's out in September not to return until November. And but, she has to relinquish a belt. Yeah, it's, it is funny with all that being said. I have no idea where that Eve belt and the SWA belt went. I'm assuming at some point they're like, just stop those. She lost the SWA belt to Jamie Hayter, and she lost the Eve belt, I think, back to Viper. We're getting to 2020 here, right? Uh, Yeah, but before that, go, which, I'm going to set my her... eyes on the main prize. Yeah, and that's... yeah. But I like that uh, even before that. So she returns in November, missing the entire tournament that she almost won the year prior. She teams up with uh, her Queen's Quest mates, Azumi and Momo, for a artist of 
Stardom Championship match versus Oedo Ties. I might need help with these. You're better with the, the history, the people I don't know. Andres Miyagi? Does that make sense? Kagetsu and Sumir Natsu? Yeah, well, Those Kagetsu, make sense Yeah, one of them's basically you're like Orochimaru Naruto, <laughs> and the other one's like a sex pervert. Oh, okay, but uh, Utami ends up with a belt again. She's like, oh, let's do it. So, I, well, let's not bury it. She's actually still holding the future of Stardom Championship at this point. But so now we're we're back to Otami two belts. So Otami, Izumi, and Momo grab that belt. Now we can bounce uh, to twenty. Now no, no special end of the year awards, unfortunately, for our Red Queen in twenty nineteen. Injuries just sort of hampered her. However, I mean, she wasn't hated on, and she still had her winning ways. The Queen's Quest girls only end up defending once successfully uh they defend against tam nakano saki kashima and starlight kid however in february 8th of 2020 in Kurikan hall they cannot beat the donna del mondo team of micah julia and shuri of course not. Oh man, I want to go back and watch that match. <laughs> yeah, so that's to be right around. When, yeah, because that's when G- Julia came into the company, and she's awesome. And then she's like, you know, it'd be even better if I brought in a couple of bodyguards, and those are good bodyguards to bring in. Yeah, right. Shuri and Micah. And then she she didn't do so good on the second try. Well, to be <laughs> fair, Julia didn't call Mirai and Ami bodyguards. That was Shiri. Yeah, they're just sort of like minions, right? She did call Micah and Shiri bodyguards, though. She's like, these these girls will kick the shit out of you before you even <laughs> think about touching me. So that's February 8th. They lose the belts to that awesome DDM team. On February 16th, 2020, there's a Futures of Stardom title match against Saya Kamatani, where our Red Queen Utami successfully defends. This isn't a wrestling trope. Just because you wanna, you're, you're not going to be the Futures Champion anymore doesn't mean you have to pass the torch. No, no, no. She successfully defends. She vacates the champion because she says, I don't need this anymore. I plan to pursue the white and red belt for the first time since she was, what, three, for five months into the company, she has zero belts on her. It's not because she lost them. No, because <laughs> she gave it away. She's like, I, I don't need this. Is this belt is holding me back now? <laughs> <laughs> Sick. I wish I could know who took the ate the pin on like their artist belts because at that point, I think she might have had to like if she, for the injury relinquish the Eve belt. Yeah, she's still like she. Maybe she lost the SWA belt, but other than that, like a broken wrist. (laughs) So it's like she's just so strong. Yeah, they they had to get those belts. Didn't matter. They had to get they 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 seemed like they had a thing going with England where they were traveling back and forth, and they needed international titles. So uh, with the injuries, they needed those belts to to keep traveling. Julia is the one who grabs the win uh, to be 
Queen's Quest, and she pins a Zumi with a glorious driver. Ugh. Thought you'd get a kick out of that. I mean, so we have a Zumi to thank that Utami like. Usumi <laughs> was such an awful tag team partner. <laughs> this is for you, Enigma V4. <laughs> because she, she she didn't feel the need to, to relinquish the tag team titles with Momo. Only when she lost because of Azumi, she like has she felt like so dirty. She had to relinquish all of her belts. Futures belt. <laughs> That's how I saw it. So we just did the futures. Looking at my notes. All right. We on uh, nothing really happens be- after she drops the stardom belt until July. July twenty sixth, Utami teams up with Queen's Quest maid Sayakamatani to beat Oedo ties Jamie Hader and Bay Priestley for their Goddess of Stardom championships. For Which her, they will go on to hold for a long ass time. And beat every other tag team where they win the 2020. Yeah, they win the 2020 Tag Team of the Year award or whatever it's called. I think they do that. However, well, they do win it. They they actually hold their belts. Um, they have two successful title defenses, and they don't end up losing them until December. In October, they beat uh, Micah and Himika. My Himi. And then they beat squad mates. Man, the squads love fighting each other. I love this, though, because on, on November 14th at Corican Hall, Utami and Saya defeat Momo and Azumi with Utami getting the pin with her German suplex at 23.06 over Azumi. But you're not even going to see every time they lose to somebody, it's like, well, it's not a bad team because now. In December 26th, their big show, December 26, 2020, they lose their belts to Economy well, and Bay Priestley. It's not. It's not. It's not um, her fault. Tommy's she skipped like the pro- most important part of her 2020 year, where she goes on to win the 2020 Stardom Five Star in September. So we have to talk about, first of all, with, I believe, the, yeah, the most points in the entire tournament in the red block. Uh, we have Himika with 11 points, and she just has been rolling through everyone on her side of the tournament. On Utami's blue block side, she uh, faces Shuri to a draw and ends up being the winner because she's one point ahead of Shuri. The match goes to a draw. And at this point, there has been, since the Himika, Himika's match, there was Azumi versus Micah, Saida versus Netsuko Toro, Jungle Kiona versus Momo Watanabe. So she comes to the ring completely exhausted after like going to battle with Shuri. And Himika has had over an hour of rest at that point. And Utami literally has to go straight from a draw with Shuri where she goes backstage and gets, like, whatever. They, they give her, like, a five-minute... They probably do, like, a video package or something. And she comes out exhausted after just going through a draw with Shuri while Himika has over an hour in between her matches to rest up. Mm. Rest up and Utami didn't... Oh, I guess Utami knew who she was fighting. 
Actually, she didn't. Yeah, that was that. <laughs> and that earns so... Utami a chance while winning this to go for the belt that she said she planned on collecting anyways. Mayu Iwatani at this point has the belt for a very long time. <laughs> on November 15th, oh, what happened on November 15th? We'll have to wait until part two of our Utami Hayashishida podcast. But until then, I would like to thank you for joining us today and thank you for all your support. The YouTube's going great. The podcast is going great. And uh, you can support us. Well, you're supporting us right now just by listening or watching this podcast, as most of them do, will end up on YouTube. Um, YouTube.com, search Stardom Fan or go to StardomFan.com and you'll be able to catch all of our links. If you can support afford to support us monetarily with little donations feel free on any of our youtube videos hit the super chat hit the super thanks we appreciate that we have a new ko-fi site or i'm sorry we have a new coffee site ko-fi.com slash stardom fan you can catch that link in the show notes um or uh stardomfan.com we plan on doing more of these deep dives into individual wrestlers. We think this is a fun way, a fun direction for the Stardom Fan Podcast. And we will be taking polls on who we should cover next. Not going to lie, uh, it's possible that a, a donation might just happen to get, you know, your uh, request happening first so enigma v4 if you ever want us to cover a zoomy <laughs> better start clicking on that super chat buddy oh, i'm just kidding no really do it once again thanks for listening guys you can find the podcast anywhere where podcasts are found you can find our podcast pretty much anywhere we're on Hosted by Podbean, but you can find us on TuneIn, Apple, pretty much anything. Ask your Alexa to play the Stardom Fan Podcast and we'll show up. And keep supporting that YouTube. Oh, 2,000 plus subscribers strong. And that is the greatest community in the world. I love it. And we'll see you soon with part two of the Utami Hayashishida Podcast.